Hey guys, welcome to the Majestic One podcast. Excited to have you on with us today. The aim of this podcast is to bring us into a deeper love for Jesus through the revelation of Jesus in scripture. Jesus is so beautiful. May God use this episode today to help us to see his majesty in an ever-increasing light. God bless you. Hi there. Uh, just excited to share with you a uh, uh, couple of verses here that the Lord has just put on my heart to share. Uh, I've just been studying uh, in the Word and just seeing how much the Word of God and faith and the Word of God and prayer, <clears throat> how they go together so much. <clears throat> and uh yeah it's just been really cool to to look into the word of god and to see in the word of god that god is longing for us to to seek him and to know him and to ask in faith uh to believe when we ask for something that we will receive it um and i want to dive into that a little bit and uh, just excited to do that with you. Lord Jesus, we uh, call on your name and ask for your spirit to come. Give us wisdom and revelation into your word. Help us to know you personally and to dive deep into you, to know you and to become one with you, God, in spirit. Uh, we bless you and thank you for this time. Amen. So the first first concept I want to teach is that God himself is the word. Uh, we find that in, obviously, the book of John. You've probably heard it before. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And it continues on, and it's just an amazing picture of the Word of God. But Jesus is the Word of God. He is God. God is the Word. And we see that here in this section and pretty clearly taught just throughout the Bible that God is the Word, that the Word of God is the revelation of who God is. Uh, and then, yeah, the second kind of complementing idea of that is that the Word of God uh, the Bible is the very revelation of God. So you have God, the Word, and then you have the Word who is God. And so we have the Bible, which is a book that is written and authored by the Holy Spirit. And it is so supernatural that when we read it and we press into it, that things begin to take place and change uh, supernaturally um, in our in us and in our understanding and uh, in our perspective on life and there's so much power in the word of God second uh, Timothy 3 14 through 15 talks about how the holy scriptures that they teach us what salvation is through Jesus Christ Jesus Christ, who is the Word of God. So, 
um, just a couple of things on the Word of God, that, some reasons that we can trust the Word of God. <clears throat> I want to take you to Second Peter chapter 1. One second. Yeah. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 16 through 21. For we did not follow cunningly uh, devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he, for he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice, which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So one of the ways in which we know that scripture um, is from God. Here is the eyewitnesses uh, who reveal um, the revelation of God through signs and wonders. Hebrews talks about how they confirm the word. Uh, God confirmed the word that they preached through signs and wonders and, and through miracles. Um, and he um, he left, Jesus left the disciples um, with the responsibility of making disciples and, and passing on um, the revelation that he um, gave to them. And the reason, uh, what something that was very significant is when Jesus came uh and when he took uh, Peter, James, and John, and when they went uh, up on, don't know the mountain, uh, yikes, that would have been cool. I think there might be a cool correlation uh, between the mountain specifically that Jesus went on. You could definitely look that up and uh, look into that. I wish I had, um, but... <laughs> There's so much to know, right, <laughs> about the Bible. So, um, but I would like to read that because it ties into what we just read about Second uh, Peter, um, how Jesus was transfigured before them, and and how um, the Word of God um, that they preached that it came from Jesus, and and uh, you'll see the correlation here as I keep going on. Uh, Matthew seventeen one through eight. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light, 
And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make there three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. When he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise. And do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. What's so, uh, so incredible about this in the context of the Word of God is the covenant that is being established here. Jesus is establishing a new covenant. Uh, just that just as the Old Testament prophesied uh, when God said that he would make a, a new covenant with his people um, and that he would actually write the law in their hearts and give them a new spirit and a new heart. It's in Ezekiel um, and in other places throughout the Old Testament. Um, it's all pointing to Jesus who brings in the New Testament, the new covenant. And uh, yeah. And so I want to also read, <laughs> this will kind of sum up this point, and then I can kind of summarize um, this section here in Exodus. Exodus 24, uh, starting in verse 12. Uh, let me see. Yeah, starting in verse 12, going through verse 18. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments, which I have written, that you may teach them. So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up to the mountain of God, and he said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and Hur are here with you. If any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. Uh, then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. A couple of correlations. Jesus was transfigured uh, on a mountain with his disciples. Um, and here Moses, who is the one who established the old covenant, is meeting with God on a mountain um, and meeting on behalf of the people. Um, and you see that Jesus mirrors that so much when he's transfigured uh, on, on the mountain. 
recorded in Matthew. And what he's what God is doing is God is establishing a new covenant. And, uh, and that's what um, Peter uh, is speaking of in 2 Peter 1, uh, 16 through 21, how God has established this new covenant. Uh, and this word which is given, starting with Moses, you see, Moses was given a word from God himself. God calls Moses, uh, to come up to meet with him and that God himself would give tablets of stone which is the revelation of the word of God and through that um, that revelation uh, God creates his covenant with his people uh, and shows them uh, his requirement for this covenant and uh, Moses goes on to write um, I believe the first five books of the Bible, which is canon, uh, which is actually what is used to test all other sections of the Bible. If it doesn't agree with the original five, um, then it's not considered inspired um, by the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's kind of the measuring rod for the rest of Scripture. Really cool thing. You could probably search out a much deeper understanding of that if you wanted to. Um, yeah, but that's I, um, <laughs> the little bit of information I know about that. Um, yeah, and so just some really neat things going on here. So Jesus, the word, is establishing new covenant. Um, and you just see that correlated. So what's my point? Um, the word of God is given from God. And it's trustworthy because it is from God. Um, and the power of God uh, is revealed um, to us in correlation to the word. Um, you see that where um, God did many mighty things um, to accompany his word um, with Moses. You know, think of parting the Red Sea or striking a rock and water came out that literally um, gave them drink in the wilderness, um, in the desert, um, the cloud of fire that hovered over them uh, by night, and, and the, the cloud um, that gave them coolness during the day, and um, manna coming from heaven. And um, I know there's a lot more. Jesus, um, uh, the parallel of Jesus, when the, the, the bronze serpent is you know, lifted up on a cross and everyone who looked to that cross would be healed um, from from this, the bites from the serpents. There's so many things. Um, so we can trust the word of God um, and it's amazing how God confirms his word. And so... Uh, Boy, <laughs> I said a lot so far. Um, <laughs> so God's word is established and we can trust it. Uh, Romans ten seventeen says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's really critical that you and I spend time in scripture, that we dive into 
the word of God. This is the revelation God himself has given to you and to me. And when we press into the revelation of God's word, um, God begins to build faith in us. Faith which the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That your faith will begin to reveal and show forth the spiritual, the unseen realm, uh, and reveal uh, the realities of God. And, and that's just one, uh, that's just one, one verse we read there, Romans ten seventeen. but it shows how, how incredibly important being in the word of God is because without being in the word, um, you're, there's no source for faith outside of God's word. It's through his word that we that we uh, find faith. Um, another thing is, is that God only answers prayer, uh, prayer that is of faith in his word. You can, you can see that in Hebrews eleven six, which says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God, the word, uh, he, he makes very plain that one, you have to believe that he is who he says he is, but also that if you want any kind of reward from him, anything from him, any kind of experience in him and with him, if you want to know him, you have to seek him diligently. And he's not going to be found easily. If you don't search for him, you won't find him. And he desires you to seek him and to find him. Also, James chapter 1 talks about us asking God, that we should ask God, and we should ask God in faith. And if you don't ask with faith from God, that you shouldn't expect to receive anything from God. <laughs> Which is incredible. Like God, God is so sure that He's given everything we need in His Word. That that we, when we ask for something, should have total confidence He's gonna do it. And if we don't have that kind of confidence, God is not gonna answer. He doesn't want to answer and won't answer a prayer that isn't totally convinced in who God is. This leads me to my next point, uh, is that the word of God creates faith, which we established. And then through the word of God, we're called to pray and, and to seek God. And that through the word of God, through prayer that is based in the word of God. Uh, we will have prayer that is full of faith and prayer that is full of faith is prayer that God answers. And I want to show you this. Uh, it's in, it's in John, uh, John 15. Uh, it's verse seven. I'm almost there. 
Verse 7, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. So really critical that God's words abide in us, that they, they live within us. So the word which gives us faith, that that word abides in us, right? And then you will ask, uh, and he says, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Meaning, you're going to ask in accordance with the word of God. You're going to ask for what you desire. The word of God is going to take over your heart and your desires when you let it abide in you. And when the word of God is living in you, literally abiding in you, then you can ask from God. You can ask of God in accordance with his word. And you can know he's going to answer because you know that in his word he said it. And you know that he'll do it because he's faithful to his word. It's, it's who he is. And that's where we find faith. Uh, the next point I have here is faith-filled prayers create answered prayers. Matthew 21, 22 says this. Uh, oops. Gotta flip there. <laughs> Man. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Verse 22. So Matthew 21, verse 22. And this is in the context of Jesus. He just cursed a fig tree. It withers up in moments. And his disciples are amazed. And they ask him how that happened. And he tells them that they could do the exact same thing uh, if, if, they, um, if they would have faith. And it's just really neat. Um, and, but verse 22 says this, And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. So if you ask something in faith, you're praying with faith that kind of a prayer receives from God that kind of prayer is effective prayer that actually reaches heaven that actually touches heaven that actually enables God to answer to move and to respond uh, this leads into my next point which is answered prayer it gives more faith and it causes intimacy with the word of God. The idea of relationship with God is that of experience. We want to experience him. And how else are you to experience the word of God, God himself, the living word, without um, pressing into prayer through, through the written word, through the Bible, that is that your prayers are filled with faith in his word because you see who he is and then he answers that and then you experience answered prayer. You actually experience him through that prayer. Uh, Revelation 19 verse 10 speaks of how this the testimony of Jesus 
is the spirit of prophecy that the testimony of what God has done in the past actually helps us to have faith for him to do it again, for God to, to continue to do those same things. And so when you, when you have answered prayer, it begins to increase your faith even more where you realize, okay, God did this. If God can do this thing here, well, certainly he can do blank, etc. He can, he can do the next thing you're believing for him to do. It's really, really important, and I can't stress this enough, that you come to the Bible, the Word of God, to know God personally, because God is a person. He's a spirit being. He's relational. He has emotions. He has thoughts. He has intents. He is, right? He he's relational, and the reason many people uh, they ask things and they they don't have faith is because they haven't spent time in the Word of God, and they haven't studied to see who God is and what He says He is like and. Um, and the, But then there's other people who they do, they spend time in the Word, but they don't spend time in the Word to know God personally. They, they spend time in the Word to try to get stuff from God. And that's really sad because that's not what God intended uh, this to be about. Uh, God is seeking relationship with us, and He loves to give good gifts to his children and he wants us to experience things given to us from him but it's not about that it's about knowing the father and it's about having relationship with him so um but the basis for our faith that we can know that when we ask something he will answer it isn't just because you have a Bible verse that you can look to merely. It has to be rooted in that. But beyond just that, it's that you know that that's who he is. And knowing that that is who he is, you know that he doesn't change and he's going to answer um, because he desires to answer. And your heart is positioned in faith to receive. Like if you were to ask for something like oh i just love to have you know a sports car and you obviously have no need of it right like <laughs> and you just expect that somehow god is going to answer that and you just think All right, i'm going to have faith and i'm going to just believe and you know whatever things i ask for in faith believing i'll receive that kind of a prayer isn't actually based in the word of God. That you have a verse that says, you know, what I just said. If you, if you pray and you ask with faith, you'll receive. Yes, that, that is true in the sense that in the light of the word of God, who God is, you can ask that in faith. Um... But it has to be in accordance to who God is. And there's no reason to believe for something. You actually have a... You're, you're basing your faith in not in the Word. 
It's not based in the word because it's not based in who God is. God is the word. And so if you're basing it on something that is not like God and not of his nature, then even you could have all the faith in the world thinking he's going to do it, but he won't. And uh, I love that about God. Um, and uh, still, this is the whole point of this is not to just, hey, try to get stuff from God. Um, the goal is my next point, which is that these things produce more faith, right? When, when you see answered prayer and you're, having, you're actually having true ex experience with God, intimacy with God in the word, that it gives you more faith. God answers prayer, prayer from faith. And it, through that, God produces good fruit, uh, which gives glory to God. This is the whole goal, that God would actually be glorified through uh, answering your prayer. Back to John 15, 7 says, uh, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And then it tells us the point of that. By this, my Father is glorified. Not that you have so much stuff that you don't know what to do with and you know, you're just living a life of total prosperity or comfort and without suffering or without self-sacrifice. That's not the goal. But this is the goal, that God would answer your prayer and by this, he would be glorified. Verse eight says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So us bearing much fruit, being uh, a tree that produces much fruit, uh, to use the illustration Jesus gave in Matthew, how there's a good tree and a bad tree. One tree will produce good fruit and another bad fruit. Uh, and it has to do with the root. Uh, if a tree is drawing its resource uh, from something that is evil. Uh, the fruit that's on that tree is going to be evil and bad and gross. But if it's drawing its resource from that which is holy and good and pure, uh, the evidence is going to be in the fruit and it's going to be a good tree. Um, Matthew 13, 8 and 13, 23 talk about how there are those who some who receive the word of God and they bear 30-fold, some bear 60-fold, some bear 100-fold. So there's clearly through these scriptures differing degrees of um, fruit that trees will bear. Um, <laughs> that, that we as Christians, some of us will be able to produce more fruit uh, than others. And... How does a, a real tree do that? Well, it has to be fed from good soil and it has to have uh, sunlight and it has to have access to enough uh, water. Uh, and in many ways, it's the same for us being fed by the word of God, being fed by the spirit of God, being in his presence um, and 
just growing through those things um, that that we we can produce good fruit as as those who are um, good trees that we produce good fruit and that we uh, put our roots down as it were in the word of God um, he desires for us uh, to to know him in Matthew 13 23 uh, Jesus kind of explains what he was talking about earlier in verse 8 of chapter 13 and uh, in verse 23 he's He's talking about how how the first he gives an illustration of how there are two people or a couple different kinds of people, but there's one who receives the word of God. Uh, there's one who receives it, then rejects it, and then there's just one who just outright rejects it, and uh, Jesus talks about how. The person who receives it and continues in the word of God is the person that they don't just hear the word of God, but they actually, they understand it when they hear it, that they hear it and that they perceive, that they see the intended, the intended meaning of the word of God. That's the definition of understanding is to perceive the intended meaning. So it's so important that we perceive, that we understand, that we see the intended meaning of God's word. And the way in which we do that is through seeking to know the author of the word of God, to know him personally. And when we seek this, we will find the intended meaning of his word. And really, in essence, this is what faith is. It's seeing the word of God. If you see, if you understand, you perceive God's word, that is faith. Faith comes through seeing and perceiving the word. When you can see with your spirit his word, you see it, you understand. It is the very avenue through which faith is given, through which faith comes. So this leads me to my to my last and final point to my conclusion being this the word of God is a person and we want to seek to know him intimately through prayer that we don't want to just know about God we want to know him personally it doesn't matter you and I can know things about God, but if we never seek to know him personally, to actually talk to our Father, to actually seek his face and, and um, pray to him and know him in a personal way, we're missing the whole entire purpose of what we were created for and the whole Point of uh, his word that he's this written word that God has given to us that Jesus came to reveal to us through his life John 17 3 says that eternal life is knowing God 
And that is the essence of what we're created for, eternal life, a life of intimacy with God. The word for know there is gnosko, which means to know God uh, or to know something uh, experientially and intimately. And that's what God wants with us is an intimate experiential relationship where we have fellowship with God and he has fellowship with us. So in conclusion to all that is said, we should be people who passionately pursue the word of God, the, the, not just the Bible, but the one who wrote it, that we would know the person of God himself, uh, that we would know the word uh, of God. They're so interconnected that it's just as if when you read the Bible, you're literally reading who God is. And when you speak to God, you're actually speaking to him now through the revelation of who he's revealed himself to be in the word. Uh, these two things are so huge. And through them, through prayer and seeking God to know him, and through his word, which gives us faith, uh, we can experience incredible intimacy and incredible uh, things taking place in our lives through answered prayer. Um, this is my longest uh, recording I've ever done. Um, I know it's quite long, um, and I hope it makes some sense. I just kind of ranted there <laughs> for a long time. Um, but Jesus wants to know you, and you can know him. He is the word of God, the living word of God, the written word of God. And uh, if I can encourage you to, to seek to know him, don't just listen to preachers. Don't just go to church. Don't just try to pray. Know God. Be with him. Um, give him your heart. Give him your focus. He wants you. He wants to know you. And he's crazy about you. <laughs> he's been thinking about you from the very beginning of time. Be blessed and seek the Lord and uh, just abide in his word. It's so rich and he is so worth seeking and finding. Um, God's blessings and Let's just close in prayer. Jesus, we, we look to you for truth. We look to you for life. We want to know you and just ask that you would make uh, all of this make sense. Holy Spirit, lead us into truth and help us to know you, Father, and to be more like you in Jesus' name. We love you and bless you. Amen. Thanks so much for being with us today. I pray that the presence of God will manifest more richly in your life after listening to this episode. May God help us to see Jesus for who he is and cause us to fall in love with his glory. God bless.